Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. <clears throat> you know, we're uh, going through the parables of Jesus, and we're actually up at one called the um, Absent Householder, according to one commentary. And this is in Mark 13, the last part of Mark 13. But as I read it, uh, it's basically uh, an echo of several things we've seen with other parables, and it's in the context that we saw in Matthew 24. Mark 13 is a parallel passage to Matthew 24 and 25. And you know what? Now, I think we just need to go back and read all of Mark 13 <laughs> to see uh, what Mark said about what Jesus said. Each one of the gospel accounts carries little nuances, and you bring them all together to see what the totality was of the teaching or the event or whatever was happening. So let's just go back. I'm going to see if I can read it all the way through it today, okay? So this is Mark chapter 13, verse 1. As Jesus was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what a wonderful building. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew were questioning him privately. So that's the reason I said over in Matthew that there were four disciples, because Mark tells us that, that went and asked him this question. And here's what they asked him, verse 4. Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts. And you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. The gospel must first be preached to all the nations. When they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you're to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation, stand it where, where it should not be, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. But woe to those who are pregnant, to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that it may not happen in the winter. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now. And never will. Notice how Mark really emphasizes that from the beginning of, God, of creation, which God created. That passage says, point blank, God created it all. Now, verse 20. 
Unless the Lord has shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then, if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or behold, he is there, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But take heed, behold, I have told you in advance. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give us light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of the heaven. Verse 28. Now, learn the parable from the fig tree. Okay, Remember, we saw this parable earlier, Matthew. Learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branches already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So we see how this uh, closely parallels with Matthew, with a couple of little more insights and understandings. Now, here's the next parable we're coming to. Verse 32 continues. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey, who upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. And you see how uh, uh, Mark really brings forth the emphasis that Jesus gives that we saw in uh, Matthew 24, and particularly Matthew 25, uh, with the parables there. Of the whole point of these parables is be on the alert. He says it several different ways. At the very end, he says, be on the alert, be on the alert, stay alert, take heed, keep on the alert. What are we to keep on the alert about? Well, about the returning of the Son of Man, about the coming of the Lord. That's the picture of the Master here. Remember what the question was. They wanted to know when he was going to return and when these things were going to take place. And he tells them, be on the alert because the angels don't know, the Son of Man doesn't know, only the Father knows. But he will come at a time. And Mark tells us right here, you know, quite often people think particularly because of gospel music, that it'll be the midnight cry. It'll be at midnight. Here he says it might be at evening, might be at midnight, might be when the rooster crows or in the morning. He said, in any case, don't be found asleep. As we saw with the parable of the ten virgins, don't be found ill-prepared and unprepared. Be on the alert. Now, that's interesting. What does be on the alert mean for us? We really haven't talked about that much. What do you think that may mean? 
Yeah, it means don't be slothful. Don't be lazy. Okay? Don't sit there and think, oh, well, I know I need to do this. I, I know I need to get right with God, or I know I need to be doing this or that. I know there's certain kingdom things I know I'm supposed to be doing, but <clears throat> I'll do that some other time. No. Be on the alert. Be ready. Be ready for the return of the Lord and be ready with the sense of expectation. Expectation and anticipation. Don't get caught up in the unbiblical concept of imminency, which is taught in so many of our churches, that the Lord could return at any moment. You know, most of us have heard that in our lives at some point in time. Most of the time it's been used to try to scare people into salvation, to try to scare them out of hell, to give them an emotional response to where they'll, quote, get saved, unquote. And all you've really done is frighten somebody. And I suspect a lot of times is you've inoculated them from the true gospel of the kingdom of God. We are to be on the alert with expectation, with anticipation. We are to be doing what the Lord has called us to do with every breath, not wasting a moment, folks. That's what it means to be on the alert. Well, my time is up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.